he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, we're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, let's creep. Uh, first things first, Caitlin Bristow went on this podcast called Guys We've Fucked. And okay. she, yeah, and I honestly, <laughs> it's a podcast worth checking out. But she opened up all about sex on the show, which I know we've had some questions about. We've actually mm -hmm. talked about people, you know, who has slept in the fantasy suite, who hasn't, and Caitlin shed some light. Uh, so she did confirm that she slept with her final three, Sean, Nick, and Fatspa, friend of the show, mm -hmm. Ben Higgins. But she said that ABC actually took her sex noises from the morning after of the fantasy suite and dubbed it over another date on the show, which had to have only been the date that she went on with Nick. Because right. the only other time she slept with someone on the show was with Nick on their one-on-one -on -one date. Yeah. And I distinctly remember them filming the door and you hear like breathing and moaning. Mm -hmm. And turns out that actually wasn't from that date. She said that is from the fantasy suite morning after. So I have a clip where she explains it a little okay, bit yeah, better. I have so many questions already, but I'll, I'll wait for the clip. Let's listen to what Caitlin said. On my season, they started bringing the cameras to the fantasy suites in the morning to see like, what's their Ew. energy in the morning after oh. all of this. And oh. they ended up taking noises <laughs> from my morning sex and like dubbing it over another part of the oh, show. God. And that's when you I can't got trust any of these people. And, oh. No. Oh, yeah. So God. yeah. So I have so many questions because does that mean she was miked the morning after or are they picking up? Okay. There's only two answers here. She was either miked. They, they came in in the morning. They were like, Hey, we're going to get some shots. They miked her up. And then she was like, I'm going to go have sex now, which <laughs> yeah, doesn't no make way. sense to me. There's no way. There's no it. way. Or there's other mics being placed in the fantasy suite room, which to me is a complete breach of privacy if that's supposed to be your private time where they're not recording anything. So I'm like, where are they getting this from? I think it's mystery option number three, outside the door with a boom mic. And I think that's equally fucked up and a complete breach of privacy, especially because no one's going to be like, I know that I'm being recorded right now, so I'm going to go have sex. So clearly, Caitlin didn't know she was being recorded, right? Yeah, I don't know. She doesn't go into whether or not she knew, but she said she did know that when her quote-unquote sex noises were playing during another point in the season, she knew it was from her morning sex, which brings up another question. She did sleep with Nick on that one-on-one -on -one date. And mm -hmm. guys, if you didn't see this season, this is going to be a little confusing <laughs> for you. Sorry, but this is interesting. She did have sex with Nick on her one-on-one -on -one right. date before their fantasy suite. Why couldn't they have just used the noises from that well, sex? Well, for the same reason why I'm thinking they probably handed their mics to someone. Like, no one's going to go have sex while they're mic'd. You know what I mean? So they probably were like, okay, we're going to go have some private time in this room right now, here are our microphones, goodbye. So there probably was no sound. No one's gonna keep their mic on to start having sex. Like that's like literally clipped to their shirt. That's not happening. <laughs> the, the mics are like banging against each other yeah, as they're having sex. But this yeah. to me is alarming. Cause I'm like, this is a total, I don't know. I mean, I think they did Caitlyn really dirty on her season in general, but just, I don't know, using someone's sex noises without their consent is like pretty low, even for the Bachelor producers, which we know can be pretty low. Well, I'm sure they'll say, though, you did give consent when you signed that million-page contract that said we can use anything we want and put it in any place on the show, and you are our bitch, basically, and so they can get out of anything. But we did talk last week about Caitlin liked a tweet that 
said that Bachelor producers are manipulative. We talked mm-hmm. about her relationship with ABC and if she does feel that way. In this uh, episode of this podcast, she like lays into how manipulative they are. Oh, wait, I'm gonna have to listen to this she, now. Like, no, you really should. It really is worth a listen. So, shout yeah. out to those guys. Um, she goes into her relationship with Sean. I have another clip okay. here. Everyone's pretty much assumed why they broke up, but she's confirmed that they broke up because Sean could never get past the fact that she had sex with other Mm -hmm. people on the show. I initially just thought it was Nick, but it's apparently Nick and Ben that she slept with. And he, basically all the hate that Caitlyn was getting got to Sean. And then Sean was like, yeah, like why did you sleep with them? And then that caused so many issues. Her and Nick have kind of addressed this because Nick's always been like, after the show, you were always like so mean to me in interviews. Like I thought we were I thought we, like, had a relationship. Like, what's up with that? And she always says that she felt she had to, like, downplay her relationship with Nick in order to make yeah. Sean feel better. So. And I don't bl- I I get that feeling of, like, you have to belittle that one relationship because he's so insecure mm-hmm. about it. So you don't want to make it, like, too big of a deal. But at the same time, Nick really got the shitty end yeah. of the stick there, too. Here is what she said about Sean. She said that she was shamed, like, slut-shamed oh, well, by her horrible. own fiancé. Oh. I got shamed for years, and so it was... By the guy? Yeah. What a little bitch. Ew. Yeah, yeah. So the, the shame just never ended, and that's why we ended, because he was never able to get over it, and... Wow. Thank God that that ended. And it's so weird because remember back in the day, Caitlyn and Sean were like the mm-hmm. it couple. Everyone's like soulmates, perfect match. But like behind the scenes, this girl yeah. was like going through it. The way the show is set up sets you up for this like horrible foundation to build a relationship on. So like <laughs> it's just like an unfortunate situation. But I'm glad that she was with Jason now because Jason seems to be like the complete opposite of Sean in that sense. Like totally positive I think they watched her season together and were just kind of like making jokes about it he is the perfect match for her actually because he just like supports her and is like the most loving sex positive person is he sex positive I don't know I feel like he's very open about like he knows she had sex with all those people and like doesn't care he's not I'll say it differently I think he's just not a very jealous or competitive person with other people from Caitlyn's past Mm -hmm. like he's like I know what we have, like, we're good. Like, him and Nick are good, they make jokes. So they're all, like, I don't know, it's just like a very positive environment in that way. Yeah. I think it's just a, a difficult situation where there's two types of personalities that clearly don't match and don't have the same sort of agreements of when it comes to sex and, like, what that means. Because if I was in the situation where I got engaged to someone and they slept with two other people, I don't know if I would be comfortable with that. Like, but those are conversations you need to have of, like, making sure you're on the same page of like what this stuff means and what you're going to do. AKA Clayton and Susie, it all comes full circle, people. I was just going to say, so like this Caitlyn and Sean example would be if Mm -hmm. right now Caitlyn or uh, Clayton and Susie are like posting on Instagram looking so happy, but behind the scenes Susie is like badgering him. Like, I can't believe you slept with Rachel and Gabby. And like, we don't know until three years later when Clayton's like, I've been shamed for years. Like that's exactly what happened to Caitlyn. So it's kind of interesting that we just saw it play out on TV, but maybe Clayton and Susie are an example of how you can work through it. At least from Susie's perspective, what she said is they seem to have very good conversations and have kind of gotten to what the bottom of all of that meant for them. So it's it's possible, but the show does not set you up for success, I will say. Yeah, and I don't know how I would be able to handle watching my fiancé do anything with all right. these other girls. Like even kissing or going on dates or being super romantic with other girls would probably be really difficult. And I know Sean, the entire season from day one, she also on that season 
told him off camera early on that you're the one and then she had to take it back because then he was like if I'm the one like why do you keep doing all this other shit and she's like I have to finish the show bro like right. I can't just like she shouldn't mm -hmm. have told him that she that he was the one but then this whole mess it was such a yeah. mess it really set up for a shitty start and then ABC's like have fun, guys. I Bye. Know, they always like, do that. It's always just like, once the show's over, they're like, all right, and you guys figure this out. We've laid a horrible foundation here. Yeah. Um, which is why none of the couples really last. Like, this process does not work, people. What I thought when I was listening to Caitlin talk about this was, I have like a weird memory with all this shit. Like, my memory bank, I could like, pull clips in my brain and I remembered they're after the final rose with Caitlin and Sean and Chris Harrison's like oh what are you excited about and Sean's like I'm excited that I can defend my girl and put you know put everyone else in their place because she was getting mm -hmm. so slut shamed on the show and everyone like cheered for him right. and it was like I remember watching that feeling like, oh man, like that's so, that's so hot. Like he's going to defend his woman. And then like she says behind the scenes, he was doing the exact same thing, according that's to her. That's the thing is, it's just like they need to be on the same page. Because also, Caitlyn obviously does not deserve to be shamed. So it's just like clearly not compatible with how they feel about that. Compare that to Jason, who is on the same page and they get along great. And they can laugh about her season and watch it together. And like, it's not an issue for them. So yeah. My biggest takeaway from this, though, is that social media is fake as fuck. Because I remember, like, Caitlyn and Sean were, like, the most enviable couple ever. And she's making it seem like there were, the good moments were, like, few and far between, is how right. she's coming off with this. Which is crazy. Social media is fake. And that is the conclusion from this episode, guys. Yeah. In case you didn't right. know already, <laughs> social media is fake. Speaking of social media mm -hmm. being something that you may not think it is... There are some photos floating around of Kristen Cavallari making out with oh, the Tyler Cameron. No, the internet is ablaze, and like it's our our worlds crossing over because Jackie and I are both obsessed with the hills slash Laguna. Like Kristen Cavallari is like my actual spirit animal. I love her, and and Tyler Cameron is my spirit animal. I love him, so it goes perfectly. Like that girl, does she have literally everything though? Like you could literally hire Tyler Cameron. To come. Yeah, wait, so explain what the, this was a photo shoot for, photo shoot for her Yeah, for brand? Uncommon James, yeah. Okay. So she was shooting her fall collection for Uncommon James, and she was posting all about it, and then all of a sudden, there's these photos of her making out with Tyler C., but it's like on a set. I was going to say, oh. so are they making out by choice, or is this part of the shoot that they're kissing? It's part of the shoot. shoot. Okay. It's part of the shoot. But, like, Kristen is a creative director, I'm assuming, and she could easily not be kissing him. Yeah, you know but what she's I mean? single, so like, if I was doing a photo shoot with Tyler Cameron and I was single, I'd be like, okay, and now we're making out, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though, like, she has the choice, like, she To do it or the, not, meaning she felt right. comfortable kissing him, even if it's it was like just the, for the shoot. The Olsen twins would cast their love interests in all of their, like, straight-to-video movies, mm -hmm. and, like, they would always choose, like, the hottest guy, because they wanted to, like make out with them yeah, yeah she doesn't have to make out with the male model but in this case she did mm -hmm. so what are you saying are you saying that maybe something is to come of this i think something could come of this because i think they are both two of the most good looking people i've ever seen in my life yeah, and are. this would be unreal if this actually became something i think it's crazy that this is like just a day in the office for Kristen, like getting to wear cute clothes and make out with tyler Every time I think Tyler Cameron, like, has peaked, he finds something else to, like, break the internet with. I know. With. Like, SNL with Kim, no. Well, he started with Gigi Hadid, yes, and then SNL with Kim, and now he's making out with Kristen Cavallari. Like, this man knows no bounds. None. He's boundless. <laughs> Truly boundless. Well, I'm excited. I would really support this couple. I think 
they would be so hot together and just like great personality like I also love Kristen Cavallari I think she's great yeah and I can see it being like they're gonna play it off like oh like it was it's work we're just Mm -hmm. acquaintances whatever but like I could also see them making out on set and then later hanging out again because oh, I don't, 100%. I don't, I don't see how that, ha- I don't see how that works. Like, how does that work? What do you mean? I mean, it could, it could just be just a job. You kiss and then you say, okay, thank you, have a great day, and you never speak again. That does happen. I know it happens, but I, I would not be surprised. I agree with you. I would not be surprised if we see them again somewhere, like at a cutie little bar somewhere in West Hollywood or wherever they're shooting. Yes, yeah. I think the internet is freaking out. People are really shipping this. We'll have to wait and see what happens, but yeah, I think it's fucking. I think it's awesome. Yeah, we ship. Get the Titanic out here. We're shipping it. Seriously. I don't know any other ships. I'm like, the Titanic and a cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So this is really funny. So grocery store Joe got like heckled by a random dude while he was walking through a store making an Instagram story. Did you see the video? Yes. He's talking about his sauce in all these grocery stores in Illinois. Sunday no. sauce with Joe. Is that what so it's basically, called? So basically... No, it's called Sundays, Sundays with Joe. Sundays with Joe. And basically, he's walking out of the supermarket holding the sauce, and he's talking to the camera. Now, like, let's <laughs> let's think about this not being Joe. Like, you're watching a guy walking out of the store right, talking to his phone, holding up sauce. You're just a guy trying to pick up, up a few things for dinner tonight <laughs> and then go back to your job, and you're living your normal life. Yeah. Yeah. And so Joe's just basically like, oh, this store picked up my sauce. Thanks you, thanks for the support. And a guy passes and basically yells at him and he says, get a real job, you bachelor loser. So here's, I actually I love it. that. As much as I love bachelor losers, I love that people can call them and be like, shut the fuck up. This is so annoying. I'm trying to just pick up some salmon to make for dinner for my family. And you're Oh my God, I went to go look up Joe's Instagram, Instagram and I typed in grocery. Hold on. <laughs> we just got Sundays with Joe and all the Woodmans in Illinois. I love all the support from everyone and all the stores. Get a real job, you bet. Fuck off, asshole. It's been great. Sundays with Joe. I mean, if that's not staged, that is like iconic. Because he says thanks for the support, and that's right when the guy fucking screams at him. What I think is funny though is like, yes, a lot of people from The Bachelor shill out stupid products, but like this is his own pasta sauce line. Like I'm sure that guy who's yelling at him only wishes he could have a pasta sauce line. Like Joe actually has a product. That's actually kind of a real job to have a pasta sauce and you're distributing it to all these grocery stores. That's not just like posting an Instagram. That's like an actual job. So he does have a real job. Yeah. And like he's a podcast host, which we know is a very, very notable job. A very real job. Yes. And so I feel like that person chose the wrong person from Bachelor Nation to say that to. Like say it to someone else. I do think Bachelor people do get a bad rep in that they think you just get all these followers and then all of a sudden you have no job other than to like post hot Instagrams. But like, that's not true. You obviously are doing a lot of business behind the scenes and like getting brand deals and distributing your sauce or hosting a podcast or what. Like I think to actually make it a career, you kind of have to hustle a little bit. Yeah. And I think you'd be surprised how many people actually keep their real jobs behind the scenes because just posting an Instagram once every month does not actually pay the bills. And I wonder how that guy knew he was even from The Bachelor. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if he if this was like in a place in Chicago where Joe was like recognized a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hilarious though. Hilarious, here <laughs> for it. And I'm so yeah. happy he shared it because it's just, it makes, it's just iconic. I love it. Ugh, I want to get the sauce too, but that's a whole conversation for another day. Okay, moving on. 
Give us the update. The update on our star-crossed so, okay. lovers across the pond, Greg and Clemence. Okay, so last week we told you that the boy who never went to Paris went to Paris. Greg, London, London, London. I know. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're saying it for like the the bit, but the we do need to, we're gonna get people in the comments being like, "You guys are so dumb." He's in London, not Paris. Well, no one said that, <laughs> so we're all good. <laughs> but basically, so Greg went to London to visit his long-distance love, Claymonts, mm-hmm. and last week was the first day that it happened, and I said I was sad because, like, all this stuff was going to unravel this week, and we'd have to wait till Thursday to yeah. talk about it. But I've been screenshotting every single day when I Me would too. see something. So Greg has been fairly inactive, but Claymonts has been very active on her Instagram story. So here's just a breakdown of just a few things that went down this past week with Greg and Claymonts. So, Clemence got a heart tattoo. She drew the heart in bed with, I believe, Greg next to her. She took a bunch of stories from her hotel bed. It's a very big bed. You don't see, like, Greg's feet or anything, but I know that he's there. I feel that in my soul. You feel that energy, right. And she was, like, doodling on a piece of paper, and she wrote Paris in a heart, and then she then goes to a tattoo place and gets that Paris with a heart tattooed on her arm because you know what love makes you do crazy things and I feel like she's feeling a little bit frisky and wild okay that's one she then again oh so she's taking lots of photos from the hotel bed she said one day like spent the whole day in bed like sure you did Clemence she said something hotel robe life like they were just like ordering room service living in their hotel robes they're not mics so they don't have to worry about the mics banging back and forth right 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 um but I will say too I okay finish finish no no it's I have a lot so just go well, I, I'll say, I will say too, I was shocked at, like, yes, Clemence posted a lot, and I think there were a lot of things that can be alluded to, like, oh, she's with Greg right now. But at the same time, she also posts a shit ton of stuff by herself. So sometimes I'd be like, did you see Greg this morning, and then you went off to do your own, like, modeling thing, and then you met up at night? Well, who do you think's taking those photos? Oh, yeah, I guess fair point. I don't know. I thought Every single, friend, single a random, photo. not unnamed friend of Clemence. Well, we have that question about every influencer. Who yeah, the true. fuck do you hand your camera to every day? Yeah. Do you just have someone that follows you around? Like every single, single photo Clemence took, I thought in my head, Greg's taking this. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And that there would be some where she'd have like um, the same pose, but like, you know, when people post a carousel of themselves, like fucking moving two inches yeah, to yeah, show yeah. every single angle. And I was like, wow, is Greg like an Instagram boyfriend? He knows to take so many shots of uh, the same that thing. Is the or did she have to quality tell him? to have in a boyfriend? Oh, yeah. Someone who's like down to take a hundred pictures of you in a row. Yeah. So. <laughs> they just know the drill that you have to yeah, take. Like, and, they, and they know all the different angles. They know like not to complain and just fucking do it. Yeah. The dream. Yeah, my husband will take one, and the lighting will make me look like I have seven chins. And I'm like, no! No. It's like, no, I need 100, and I need you at different angles. Um, Okay, anyway, what are the other things that you saw? Yeah, so at one point she writes, this was in French, and then Instagram gives you the option to translate. Thanks, Instagram. It says, she writes, I know I was in a taxi to the train station finally, but I impulsively decided to stay for a few more days. I really love it too much and I feel really at peace here in regards to staying in London for a few more days. Oh wow. I am fully convinced she was with Greg and they were having so much fun in their hotel robe life that they wanted to stay longer. When was that? A couple days ago. Okay. Now she's back. back. Okay that's what I was gonna say. But this Um, is I've been screenshotting since last week. Yes. (laughs) Every single time she posted something good I was like yes. 
That's interesting, though, that she totally changed her plans to stay a few more days. I am kind of bummed, though, because now, like you said, she is back in Paris. There has been no evidence yet of Greg traveling with her to Paris. So I'm like, did he really just come for one week and now he's going back? Like, watch this space. I will still be cyber stalking them to see, but kind of bummer. I was expecting a month-long Euro trip. The rest is still unwritten here. The book is not closed. We are going to continue the following of where in the world (laughs) Greg and Clements are because I don't think it's over. I am a little confused why he would travel overseas and not go to her home. Like they both kind of went on a vacation together essentially. Like she went to London and he went to London. But like if you're traveling out of the country to meet your long distance lover, wouldn't you want to be like, hey, like I want to see your apartment. Yeah. You You know what I mean? And like kind of become a little bit more of a part of her life in Paris. Yeah, like meet her friends, see her apartment, do like normal couple things that aren't necessarily so vacation-y because like in a normal relationship, you're not always doing the robe life. Right. You know? But I guess that's all Greg knows because he he's dated on TV. Fair. You know, like he Fair only point. knows like one-on-one dates with fake rain. So he's right. like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> this is so interesting how it's exactly similar. <laughs> Greg's um, like looking for his mic while he's with Claymouth because he's assuming it's supposed to be there. Yeah, so we'll see. I hope he's still in Europe, but we have yet to determine that. One more thing. Uh, she is super into fashion. She's a model and mm-hmm. she commented on... Hailey Bieber's Grammy look and she wrote it's so simple and effortless yet so chic and makes me want to have an engagement party just to have an excuse to splurge on it what did you say Clemens say that again like an engagement party no but I'm like it's too soon Greg's not ready oh yeah Greg's not ready but it doesn't stop the fact that like why would she say engagement party? You could have literally said in literally any, any other, other event ever. Well, especially because in an engagement party specifically, the bride and literally only the bride is wearing a white dress, which is what Haley Bieber's it was like a simple nice white dress. So, you could have said literally any other party. Wish I had a birthday party to go to, wish I had something else, in which case it would make sense for anyone to wear this white dress, but you were implying specifically the bride aka you, you would be wearing yeah. a white dress. Like, that's very specific. She could have said literally any other party. A, a and, lovely, fancy brunch. Anything. A Mother's Day party. I yeah. I'm trying to think of other parties. Easter party. Yeah, I always wear white dresses to my Easter parties. You yeah. gotta dress nice All at your Easter, Easter party. Parties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that, though, that comment paired with some of the other stuff that we saw, like... She mm-hmm. impulsively decided to stay. She impulsively got a tattoo. She's living the hotel robe life. Like, a lot of stuff is screams like, Like, I'm in love, I'm in love. Yeah, I'm falling in love it. at the speed of a bachelor season. That's, I mean, this yeah. feels like a bachelor fe- season love. Which makes me think, though, I'm like, Greg, 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 pump those brakes. I don't think you're ready. <laughs> well, why don't we think he's ready? I why why do we think that? <laughs> Where are we getting that from? Um, well, to be fair, I know after Katie's season, he got a lot of pushback and he was very open about the fact that he was going to therapy and working on himself. And that was about a year ago. So I think that's great. Um, I don't know. I just think for long distance, you I, I just think you need to be living in the same place to get engaged. And if you're well, going to okay. continue this long distance actually, thing, right, I don't think they're actually getting they're engaged. Ready. They need to like, okay. live together. Okay. They need to do all. They just had a London rendezvous. It's, mm. That does not a marriage make. Yeah, you're going to think this is love, Greg, but this isn't love. Yeah, and we know Greg's very into, like, getting swept off his feet very quickly and, like, diving in. And I think he needs to pump the brakes and be like, okay, but how is our actual real life 
going right, to like work he hasn't together. like we said he hasn't been to her home. he hasn't had right, a hometown exactly. date no hometown date you can't get engaged without a hometown date obviously yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah, no. we'll see we'll be watching this we'll be watching moving on remember when clayton's brother dm'd teddy oh, and do we I had remember when yes of right, course a long time ago and <laughs> He seemingly never confirmed that it was real. Like, he didn't say which brother, but then he was also kind of alluding to the fact that that wasn't true. But then he's like, but I didn't not believe Teddy, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Mm -hmm. Clayton took a photo with his brother, Nate, and said some caption about how, like, Nate's been a good roommate, but I'm moving on because now Susie's my roommate. And I commented something on the post. So I'm looking at the photo and I'm seeing all these comments. It's Clayton and his brother. And I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone's, like, forgotten about what happened on Clayton's season. Because everyone's like, oh, wow, great, nice picture, Clayton. Wow, <laughs> wonderful. And I'm like, guys, it's his brother. The last thing we saw of his brother was that his brother dm Teddy. What the fuck? Why aren't we, why is no one asking the important questions? Right, but you did that for us, so thank you so, so much I did for this. your service. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so I wrote, but what did he DM to Teddy? Mm-hmm. And Clayton... <gasps> Clayton himself? The Bachelor? Clayton Chipotle Bowl quarter swallowing <laughs> Eckerd responded and said, that was my other brother. <gasps> He's confirming that Patrick was it, but more so because I don't give a shit between, I don't give a shit which one it was because these guys are irrelevant. Right. He's confirming that it did in fact happen. Yeah. That's even more important to me. Because that was my thing. Like, what was said? Did it happen? And he's confirming now that that did happen. That's great. Um, I just want to know what they said. Yeah, and that's... The jury's still out on that. I don't like that we don't know. I don't think we'll ever get an answer. But I do think it's funny that... I don't know. I'm happy Clayton's not getting any... From what I'm seeing, he's not really getting social media hate anymore, which is nice because Mm -hmm. I know that he's struggled with that. But I do think it's funny that all you need to do is, like, be in a successful bachelor relationship and everyone just, like, kind of gives you a pass. Like, no one's mad at him anymore. Everyone's just like, yay, Clayton and Susie! Which is great. Like, I support them too. (laughs) And I want... I want that to continue. But to see a picture of Clayton and his brother and have no one question, is this the brother that DM Teddy? That was weird to me. I know. People's attention spans are very short in bachelor nation and in life yeah well moving on Mm -hmm. if you guys remember ben smith from tasha's season he was like a huge huge front runner people thought he was going to be the bachelor after her season and but he's like completely fallen off and doesn't really seem to be living that bachelor influencer life recently he did an ama and people asked him a few different things are you going to paradise would you date tasha now that he's single Mm -hmm. and how do you feel about Teddy naming you as a person she'd like to meet in paradise? Basically, he's like, I'm not going to paradise. He doesn't give a shit about going to paradise. He said he has no interest in dating Tasha now that she's single, which is, I don't know. That fine. just stuff so, I know it's fine, but it's like, and I get, like, Tasha was a really long time ago, so I, I understand yeah. his situation here. But it is funny how these people go from, like, wanting nothing more than to be with this person. And then the second the cameras stop rolling, they kind of, like, not to jump around, but, like, Tyler, after the se- that whole season happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the girl that you literally had a ring in your pocket for, you had a proposal speech written, she wants to be with you now. And why? Because, like, the show is over and you have other options you don't well, want Well, in Tyler's case... Well, first off, though... There's a lot of different factors here. There's a lot of different factors. I think 
aside from the whole Gigi Hadid of it all, I'm like, well, yeah, because Gigi Hadid was in his DMs, but also she didn't pick him. And I think that really like can bring a relationship down a gazillion not, I mean, we've talked about this and I feel like we have yeah. different opinions on it slightly, but if you are, yeah, you're the runner up, you have a ring in your pocket, you're ready to get married to this person and they picked someone else. And I think like, at least for me, I'd be like, okay, literally goodbye. Never talk to me. Yeah. And then to turn around and be like, oh, but they're single now. Would you still want to give it a chance? It's like, no, you dumped me. So I I do kind of get that. Yeah. No, I I, I do get both sides. And I think in this mm-hmm. case specifically, like he was on Tasha's season. It seems like a it was really a while long time ago, ago now. And when, I guess, but it kind of was at least a year. So basically, so he, someone, they ask about Tasha, and he just is like, no, I wouldn't. Totally <laughs> dead face. Not interested. I mean, this man seems to be very anti- bachelor stuff which is fine but I want to know then dude what happened like we should actually have him on the show to see if there's something behind the scenes because he seems just a vi- he was like a fan favorite huge front runner and then literally dropped off and it's like why I-, I think maybe he feels screwed over in some way I don't really know how but to be so anti-paradise so anti no I'm not dating anyone from the franchise like goodbye 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 I don't know Yeah, what happened here, Ben Smith? I want to know. Yeah. Speaking of paradise, people going, not going, Andrew Spencer was once again asked about paradise. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I get that's like, that's the interviewer that, that right, right. He's continually being asked about it, and that's not under his control. And I get that. However, I feel like I've heard Andrew talk about paradise and who he wants to see on the beach like 50 different times. And I almost feel like by the time it actually airs, it's going to feel fake. That's fair. He went on talking it out and they asked him about paradise. They once again asked him about who he wants to see on the beach. And they brought up the rumors that he's dating Teddy. Teddy, how are y'all? <laughs> he just went straight for the tea, uh, didn't you, Mike? Um, I have not met Teddy yet. Um, but I've heard great things about her. Obviously, um, she's one of the girls that I am definitely looking to see on the beach if I were to go or if she were to go. Um, but I mean, as far as that goes, man, that's, that's all rumors. Um, there's nothing going on between us. (laughs) Let's cut the coy act too. Like if I'm going and if she's going like, oh, two of the most memorable people from the last two seasons, you're not going to go. I think we're living in a time now where, I mean, Andrew, like this is now years into paradise and the whole game of it. Andrew has seen people be totally destroyed by the show and the fans for either speaking to someone before paradise or kind of trying to plan what they do once they get there. So I think he's being, I mean, I think he's being too much so, but extra, extra cautious to not have anyone like paint that narrative about him. And it kind of rubs me the wrong way though. Cause I'm like, dude, why do you care so much about what these random people think about you? Like you clearly care a lot more about your reputation on this show and the fans, which is like, I guess of course everyone does. Like he's not there to genuinely find love. I think love is the bonus on top of it. If him and Teddy hit it off and they get along, like that's great. Of course he's on the show, I guess, for his reputation and, you know, to build whatever he wants to build. So I guess I can't really fault him, but it comes off very inauthentic because it seems like he's trying so hard to come off authentic. He's he's trying so hard to be like, I'm playing by the process. We're not talking ahead of time. I'm here for love. I'm here to like see what happens happen. And it's like just silly because we're living in a world where it's like you can talk to Teddy at any point 
you want to. You're literally just not holding even just off Teddy, because of but, the show, and you're really like, caring about the show too much. Yeah, anyone else too. Like you well. could bump into someone in Target and and hit it off and start dating them. Well, and that's what. Remember, I told you they have. We're talking on Nick's podcast. This was after some event that everyone in Bachelor Nation was at, and Nick was there. Greg and Andrew were there, and Nick even said like, "Yeah, you guys like didn't really." talk to any girls or like flirt with anyone like what's up with that and they're both I mean this was at the time I guess maybe where Greg was maybe if he would go to paradise or not but Andrew was like no I don't want that because like someone will see me in the background of a picture talking to someone and then we'll be dating and then oh paradise and blah blah like they're in their head thinking like 16 steps ahead right now and to me it just comes off as I mean it is calculated it is calculated because it's a lot better to meet Teddy on a beach and develop a relationship there than like you said he could easily just call her right now and they could be hanging out this entire time no but but that's not lucrative yeah the value for him is doing it on this show which which, which I don't blame him I get it I don't blame him but I think for the sake of what he's trying to do he needs to like calm down. Like if he's trying to play off this whole authentic love story, then you need to actually like tone it down a little bit because you're trying so hard to be authentic that it's coming off inauthentic. Even if it is genuinely inauthentic, like you want it to come off as authentic. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that we was, love like, a and, like, lot of words, yeah, but we like love, yeah, Andrew, love Andrew too. And but it's just I feel like every single time he's doing an interview, and again, like that's not on him. Like people are asking him these questions. But I don't know. I feel like there is no chance in hell that Andrew's going to walk down that beach and date anyone other than Teddy. And I feel like that's such a... It would have been so much cooler if the, he didn't address it so much. Like, I don't hear Teddy talking about it that... Like, I maybe I'm not yeah. paying attention, but, like, it's not like I hear anyone else talking about it so much. I hear him talking about it so much. And I feel like it would have been so much cooler if no one said anything and then they just got together on the beach and were like, oh my God, they make such a great couple. Now it's like, if you come down and you guys actually date and hit it off, it's yeah. like gonna be like, well, you kind of already spoiled that. We already knew that. I don't know. It's yeah, I don't kind know. On one little... hand, like he's being asked those questions. And I guess also too, it's, it's a weird way to kind of coyly express to Teddy that he's interested in her without having to talk to her yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, he, so now he can go down. No, seriously. Like, well, because he can't message her because, oh, it's against the rules of paradise. Even though it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I do actually think they'd be a great couple. I like both of them a lot. I just think Andrew's in a little over his head with the whole game of it all. And he's really trying to play a certain game. He's just, like, showing his cards a little too much. His cards are, and you like, know what just I'm a little nervous bit. about? And he should be a little weary of as well. He got a very, very good edit mm-hmm. on Katie's season. And you know, the only way, what is it? I still don't know the phrase. The only way to go is down. Not for Greg. You know, what is it? Oh, yeah. There's nowhere to go, but. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, when you're when you're literally at the top. <laughs> the only place to go is down. Go is down. <laughs> I know that's Greg. not the actual phrase, but I know what you're trying to say. Okay, but you know like what a, I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Chris Bukowski told us about this. Like, he got a really right. good edit on Emily's season, and then the only place to go is down because you're all the way at the top. Right. So, and they love to do that to, to people. I, um, right. I think, so I feel yeah, like they could easily, they can get, Andrew can easily get himself wrapped up in a love triangle with Teddy and someone other girl, and they can make Andrew look like he's the one playing them. Yeah. No one even went to the beach yet, so these are obviously just, like, predictions. But I could see them playing with him a little bit. Totally. And maybe that's why he is so in his head and really trying to, like, prove to everyone, no, guys, I'm playing by the rules. I'm playing by the rules to try to avoid that kind of edit because maybe he's in his head thinking that could happen to him. I don't know. But we'll see. All right. 
Well, that's all we have for Creep this week. If you find something while creeping on your favorite Bachelor star, please DM me at She's All Batch, and we may talk about it in next week's episode. Okay, so before we move on from Creep to Bachelor Encounters, I want to play a little game. So I have my favorite adult party game right next to me. It's for the girls. We've told you guys about it before. It's by the company What Do You Meme, and their game is just so much fun. Part of their game is they have these cute superlative cards that you could play with your friends, like most likely to whatever, whatever, and then you and all your friends vote on which one of your friends fits that. But I think we should play and try to fit some bachelor people in these superlatives. What do you say, Jackie? I think that sounds so fun. I'm ready. Let's do a few. Okay. This one may be a little obvious. Most likely to hook up with someone significantly younger than them. I think we can answer this one. Ready? One, two, three. Nick Nick Vile. Vile. Most likely to look pretty for their mugshot. I would say Tyler Cameron's mugshot would be like sexy. So sexy. Um, Mostly. Who's like a girl that's like always. Who's like kind of a troublemaker. I'm thinking Demi maybe. Oh yeah. But I'm thinking who's always trying to like look their best. Not even the mugshot. Oh, I just got pulled over for a random reason. Uh, Then maybe Tyler Cameron. You can't argue with that model face. No, you can't. Most likely to start their own sex toy company. That's where I see Demi. Or Katie. Or Katie Thurston. I was going to say Katie Thurston. Or Demi, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Most likely to vow never to drink again and then get drunk the next day. Um, Lace from a lot of seasons ago. The girl likes to party. We love it. Most likely to host SNL. Like, who's... Like, legitimately Big enough. funny. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say even, like, famous enough. Okay, well, famous enough, Tyler Cameron. Honestly, is it think... Nick Vial? I feel like, is he, or Caitlin Bristow? Like, oh, I feel no, like Caitlin, only... wait, no, Caitlin yeah, Bristow Caitlin has Bristow. the big star power, and I think she's genuinely funny, that she would have yeah. a lot of fun with it. 100%. Yeah, I like Bristow. that. Yeah. One more? This yeah, is fun. Do one more. This is We're fun. having so much fun playing this game. You guys should definitely buy it. <laughs> and these aren't even our real friends. Could you imagine playing with your real friends that are in front of you? Incredible. Incredible. Most likely to choose chicken nuggets over sex. You know what? John Paul Jones. He's yeah. goofy enough to love chicken nuggets. Which, I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm no hate towards chicken nuggets. I also love chicken nuggets. But it's like a silly little food. Yeah. We have to move on with our podcast, but this was so much fun. I, we love For the Girls. If you want to check out For the Girls, you can go to Target and Walmart. It's in the store mm-hmm. and pick it up there. Or you can go to Amazon.com and check out For the Girls there. If you do go to Amazon.com, you can use code She's All Batch for 10% off. That's For the Girls, our favorite adult party game. So we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor people in the wild, and we read it on air. So coming in hot, this one literally came to me like 10 minutes ago. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Cool. So this girl went to the Bachelor Live show, which Jackie actually is going to as well. (laughs) Um, This was in D.C., She said, I went to the DC live show last night. Thomas came out on stage to surprise Becca for her birthday. She also referred to Thomas's mom as her future mother-in-law all night. Oh, wow. She sent a video and basically Thomas walks out on stage with a cake and the whole audience sings happy birthday for her. She looks gorgeous. Uh, She said, it was very cute. And Thomas also said something like, I can't wait to celebrate for the rest of our lives. So these two are like, for sure, the real deal, gonna get engaged. Yeah, it makes me wonder, 
you know how we were kind of talking about like maybe potentially the reason why Tasha wasn't involved in Bachelor Happier anymore was because like she wasn't in a Bachelor sanctioned relationship. And then with Becca, as soon as her and Garrett broke up, they were like, okay, next season of Paradise, like you need to find someone and get back into a Bachelor relationship. I just kind of wonder if there's more truth to that than not. Because they seem to just very much be like, okay, I went on Paradise, I found my person, now we're getting married, and now Becca's back to being in like a happy bachelor relationship, you know? Yeah. I don't think it was planned in the sense that I don't think Becca and Thomas are fake. Like, I No, think I don't they, think they're fake, but I think it was like... It's convenient that she's in a bachelor yes, relationship. Yes, 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 and you yes. know what's also funny with how, what ABC's doing? Like, they're kind of just like sweeping under the rug that Thomas was ever the villain. Because he was the villain of Katie's season, mm-hmm. but now that he's in a successful bachelor relationship, it's like... With one of their superstars, with one of their favorites. Like, they obviously love Becca so much. Yeah, and I think, like we've said... Thomas really wasn't the villain, though, Like, if you really look back at, like, what he did and what was said. But it's just funny that, you know, ABC wants to push their success. So they want us to support them. Well, it's interesting how quickly they can, like, drop that villain narrative. And it's like, I wonder how many other people have been pushed into these villain narratives where then when you actually look at it or if they were to be in different circumstances, they quickly flip and be like, oops, our bad. Uh, Let's forget about that. Actually, we like Thomas now. You know what I mean? It's almost as if they have total control over mm-hmm. their characters. Weird. I know. So weird and silly. But this is interesting, though. I'm going to Bachelor Live on stage this week. Well, by the time this episode comes out, I will have already gone. So if something crazy happens, we'll, we'll add it in. Emergency recording to add it in. But I don't think there will be anything crazy. Hey, don't put it out there. You may get something wild. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. This one, our next one, is actually about Becca and Thomas. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this person writes, I went to yoga and Becca and Thomas were there. Sydney (laughs) was also there as well. I think that's Sydney. Oh yeah. From from Colton Colton season, season. right? Yeah. It was at a yoga studio in Milwaukee and they were practicing next to me and it was a power yoga class. I left them alone for the entire yoga class, but afterwards walked up to them when I was refilling my water bottle. (laughs) I smiled and asked Becca if they were in town for live on stage. I remembered that was around this time. Becca just nodded her head and said, if I was free, that I should come. She didn't really seem too interested in talking and walked away right after. I figured I would give them their space and left after filling up my water bottle. They definitely didn't seem mean, but also not interested in talking any further. Anyways, figured I'd send a message because I never thought I would run into someone from Bachelor Nation. One funny thing is that I noticed that Becca's yoga mat was upside down. I think they they borrowed it from the studio and didn't realize. Random bachelor encounter facts. Love it. Yeah, that's all funny. I mean, she probably just didn't want to talk, but for her to be like, yeah, you should come, and then just, like, completely turn around and walk away. Be standoffish, yeah. No, I know. I mean, but also, I like, I get it. She was probably very sweaty after a yoga class. Like, it's not the time to be like, yeah, let's get nice and close and take a selfie. Right, yeah. But that's cool that they were cool, and cool that Becca, you know, is human, and sometimes her yoga mat's upside down too, so. Exactly. It happens to the best of us, people. Right. And cute that her and Thomas, like, work out together. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's always nice when couples do stuff like that together. It is kind of also funny that she's like, you should come, as if Bachelor Live on stage is just, like, an open club that people can go to. Like, you have to pre-plan and have tickets. You can't right. just go. Also, do you get any, like, behind-the-scenes passes if you yoga with Becca or... She's just telling you you should come. She clearly was just trying to, like, say, okay, thanks, goodbye, but yeah, whatever. Okay, the next one. I was in Philly for a work conference. I'm a social worker for people with 
cystic fibrosis and we had our annual cystic fibrosis social work nutrition conference. We were at the Rocky Steps at the art museum and I recognized Justin from Katie's season. Me being me, I went up and asked if he was from The Bachelor. Then I discovered Becca Kufrin and Sydney oh from God, Colton season were with him and they were super nice. My friends made me take a picture. I told them I too was a dancer and did some impromptu moves. They were in town for Bachelor Live. Overall super random but fun experience. Um, so Becca Kufrin is all over the place these days and I guess that makes sense with the them touring for Bachelor Live, I feel like we can expect a lot more Bachelor encounters of them in all these different cities where Bachelor people might not necessarily always be. Right. So that's fun. Yeah, she's all over the map. So moving on, this last one isn't so much a Bachelor encounter, but I'm throwing it in here anyway because okay. it's kind of interesting. So this listener writes, this is random, but my parents went to lunch with a couple who brought another couple. And that couple said they almost didn't come to that lunch because The Bachelorette is filming at their farm today. Apparently, they are known for doing a lot of goat yoga. And then she gave me oh. their Instagram handle. And goat yoga is basically when you do yoga poses and they put goats on you. And the goats you. jump on you, yeah. So <laughs> that's just Wait, random. so this is for the current season yeah. that's filming now. Yeah, so like now. Gabby and Rachel are going to be goat yoga-ing. A goat yoga date? A goat yoga group date? That's so it many It sounds like it's probably a, a group date. I mean, that's not a very intimate one-on-one date. But it would be a date. very funny group date. Um, yeah. I think that would make for a lot of really funny moments with everyone. So excited to see that. And yeah. that would be funny if it's true. It's like when they swam with the pigs in Ben's season on a group date in the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. I still and, want to go to that place, Pig Island. It's cool. It looked scary. The pigs were, like, attacking them. <laughs> I'm but, like, but how is – whatever. Don't get me started on Pig Island. I'm like, how is that a thing? Yeah. Where, where did the pigs come from? Anyway. But back to goat yoga. <laughs> back to goat yoga. Have you ever done goat yoga? You know I've what? I've never done it. I've never done goat yoga. It's, like, kind of a trendy little thing. Like, people do it. Well, now we're having crossover. This is goat yoga. Then Becca was yoga-ing with her mat oh, upside wow. down. Then there's all the Becca crossovers. There's like mm-hmm. this Bachelor Encounter. There's encounters. a flow to these Bachelor Encounters. Yeah. yeah. It's like you guys are all like writing each other prior to submitting your stories, feeling yeah. something. That's funny. Yeah. So if you see goat yoga on the upcoming season of The Bachelorette, I just want you to think back to this podcast and say, you know what? She saw Batch told me first. If you don't see goat yoga, then... It probably got edited out of the show. <laughs> and I yeah, can't control I that. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully, we'll, and we'll know that it was someone, I guess what, it was someone who submitted an encounter's friend of a friend's yeah. farm. <laughs> She's like, my parents cool. went with a couple, and that couple brought another couple. <laughs> so and that was their goat farm. It's their goat farm. Cool. Okay. Fun. That's all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to share, please feel free to DM me at She's All Batch, and we may talk about it on next week's episode. So with so many people working from home lately, including Jackie and myself, comfort is first and foremost when it comes to what we're wearing. And for me, I love when I put something on and it and it immediately feels perfect on my body, like pajamas. I'm always wearing sweats. And that's why I was really excited when I found Third Love. And they have this awesome 24-7 classic t-shirt bra, which gives you the support you need, but it's so comfortable that you feel like you're wearing pajamas. So the 24-7 t-shirt bra is designed to fit and form to your body because every detail has been made with the ultimate comfort in mind. It's ultra thin and has memory foam cups to give your boobs everyday comfort and support, but they have luxe straps that never slip so you're not constantly tugging at it. 
and it's so smooth it looks invisible no matter what you wear. They are available in cups A through I, including Third Love's exclusive half cups, which is such a game changer, especially if you have big boobs and you hate going bra shopping, knowing that there is a company that has half cups. Thank you, Third Love, for actually shedding some light on the fact that not everyone's boobs fit into the exact same sizes. Totally. No, it's so amazing. I'm the type of person who will normally grab a sports bra or go team no bra, but I've actually found myself grabbing my Third Love 24-7 t-shirt bra every single day. It's a bra that's made by women for women to make you feel and look great. This is the type of bra that you're not going to want to take off the second you walk into your house after a long day. That's not all they have. They have bras, underwear, activewear, and all of this stuff is designed to hug better, hold stronger, and support longer. And Third Love obsesses over each stitch so you can feel comfortable and confident 24-7. Yeah, and you love your fit. It's guaranteed. If not, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. So try it out. It's worth a mm -hmm. shot. I mean, exchanges for up to 60 days. Check out Third Love. Get something. Try the 24-7 t-shirt bra and see if you like it. So you can go to thirdlove.com and use code She's all batch for 20% off. Feeling is believing. Give your boobs a 24-7 comfort and support they deserve. Upgrade your bra today. Get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash she's all batch. That's 20% off thirdlove.com slash she's all batch. All right, guys, so we're gonna change it up a little bit this week. So since we launched in October, we've had a guest every single week, with the exception of Christmas, mm -hmm. since October. It's been over 20 different people, 15 to 20 different people from Bachelor Nation, including Chris Souls, Fatspa, Chris Bukowski, Corinne Olympios, Olivia Caridi, Courtney Robertson, so many great, awesome interviews. But you know what? We're changing it up this week because do we want to say that like... Yeah, why not? We can be honest. Honestly, guys, we... We're supposed to have an interview scheduled this week and they bailed on us. So we can't always be dependent on other people. We also thought it was cool that we should change it up once in a while anyway. Um, so we put out, uh, well, I put out on Instagram that we're gonna offer some advice if you guys wanted to submit any problems you have, anything you're dwelling over, and you want Jackie and I to help you solve those problems, we're going mm -hmm. to do so. So you guys submitted a few, so we're gonna try to give you some advice. Yay, I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. Hit me. No one wrote Dear Stephanie and Jackie, but I'm gonna say Dear Stephanie and Jackie before every single one. Okay. Okay, <laughs> just, letting, just letting you know. Thank okay. you. Dear Stephanie and Jackie, I'm getting married this summer and people keep RSVPing with guests when I didn't invite them with guests. The venue only holds so many people and I don't know how to handle this. Um, you it stresses tell me out. they can't bring guests. If, if it doesn't say so-and-so and guest, you can't bring a guest. Everyone knows that. No, I mean, so That's I like just feel like... That's psychotic to me to be invited to a <laughs> wedding and then be like, okay, and I'm going to bring my two friends. Like, you can't well, not do two that. friends. So, I, so I'm married. I got married mm -hmm. in 2015. I, this happened to me. So I feel for this person. Okay. Um, so people do with, this. People are, really can't read a room and can't understand that if a guest was not invited, they cannot bring a guest. Okay. There are people that don't know the etiquette, which and I feel like before, like when I was a little bit younger, maybe I didn't know the etiquette either. And I feel yeah. like as you go to more weddings or you have your own wedding or you just get older you you pick up on like what's right and what's right, wrong but right. yeah i invited someone who was 19 or 20 because without a guest right. because 
she's young and she RSVP'd and she's like, yeah, me and my guest. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just let that one slide. It was the only one, so I let okay. it slide. This person's saying people keep doing it and her it's an issue with their venue. That's where it gets fucking annoying because it's like, dude, right. your guest is going to put me over my head count. Right, they can't do it. I'm trying to think of like a nice way to say to someone, hey, it actually did not say and guess <laughs> on this invitation. Hey, I don't know if you need to put your reading glasses on. Well, but I don't know. It's like, like, is that something you call someone up and say on the phone? Or can you just send a little email and just be like, hey, like just letting you know the invitation actually was only for oh my God, this is so... you, not and guest. <laughs> I don't know why we signed up to offer advice because this <laughs> problem is stressing me out. So I feel for you. Um, okay, I would say if they ask, if they ask it, like put it in a question form, like, oh, can I bring my guest? You can maybe blame the venue and say, look, like it only holds X amount. Yeah. We're really cutting it close. I'll let you know if, if there's any closer and we have some cancellations or people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're just RSVPing with guests. Well, I, I guess it would depend on how close I am with the person. I guess I would either have to have an uncomfortable phone call with them or send them an email and be like, hey, just checking in about your RSVP, like the invitation did not include a guest. Sorry. Yeah, you may just have to be like awkwardly honest. Yeah, you do. It, it's going to be uncomfortable. But at the same time, they should get it. Like they're the ones being kind of rude in that sense. Um, and if it's someone you're not as close with, I think over email is totally fine. And be like, hey, you know, just checking in. Want to just let you know this is kind of the situation. Our venue's kind of strict. Sorry. Our venue's kind of strict. Well, and also, like, if if you haven't even met the guest before, because that's what I think people always say, too. Like, you get a plus one if I've met your significant other in the past and, like, I know them as well, as opposed to, like, some random person you've been dating for two weeks. Like, you don't get to come to my wedding. You know what I mean? So consider this a PSA. If you are invited and it doesn't say guest, don't, that means you can't bring someone. Right. And it's nothing, no offense to that individual person. There may be many reasons. Like for this person, they they have a head count they have to stay under. And maybe that didn't a lot for you to bring Also, a guest. they don't know your guest. Like, I don't get well, why We don't people... know that. We don't know that. Well, but if they knew them, if they knew them and didn't invite them, then it's like, okay, well, then they didn't want them there. They either don't know them or know them and, and specifically did not invite them. So either way, my, it's bad. My advice would be write them a letter. A handwritten letter. No. With a feather in these days. No, no, no. I don't even own a pen. That's not true. I definitely own some pens, but I don't use them. Like That's why you gotta get a feather. Paper is obsolete. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Type up on your computer and then print it out on Microsoft Word and say, Hey, I don't know why you thought you were invited with a guest, but you ain't. Peace. And then you're gonna mail that through Snail yeah. Mail. Yeah. It'll never get to them. <laughs> the, the guest <laughs> is showing up at your wedding if that's what you do. And I you know, think yeah. an uncomfortable... All right, to sum up, though, real advice. I think an uncomfortable phone call if you are really close with the person, if you're not super close with them, I think an uncomfortable email, just kind of explaining the situation and saying, hey, just wanted to check in about your RSVP. Unfortunately, we're not allowing guests or or your re- your invitation specifically didn't include a guest so we've already awkward. put in we yeah it's awkward but like it is what it is otherwise you're gonna have all these guests at your wedding and you'll be mad and internalizing that you just need to like have the uncomfortable conversation and get it over with so how close do you have to be with the person to get the printed out microsoft letter um is that like an ex- like a distant distant cousin I don't think anyone should get a, a physical piece of paper. Like, if someone <laughs> sent me a literal letter, I'm not reading that. Like, 
I barely even check my mail. Guys, paper is obsolete. It is 2022. Oh my god, wait, am I the only adult? I don't check my mail. I know that's so horrible. I'm like a real live adult. No, I barely check it. I maybe like once a week. And it's all junk. No, that's what I'm saying. No one sends me real paper. I know, that's crazy. but like everyone just needs to text me and chill the fuck out. I'm not reading this mail. Anyways, so do maybe you, we shouldn't, whatever. We didn't do you get a lot of give... personal letters. And no, I thought <laughs> my advice is good. I think either a phone call with someone you're really close with or an uncomfortable email just explaining the situation and saying, hey, this invitation was just for you. Would love to see you there. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. But we've already told our venue this is how many people there's going to be. So it is what it is. Also, if you want to invite me, I'll bring Jackie as my guest. Just let they us said know. no guests. They said no guests. <laughs> Just for these people. <laughs> Moving on. Oh my god, it's another it's another wedding one. Wedding problems. I don't want my cousin Will to bring someone from Tinder to my wedding in September. <laughs> but he only dates Tinder girls help. You give him an invitation that does not say <laughs> and guest. And then it's just your cousin Will. Like why is he entitled to I do like the rule of thumb that if you have never met the significant other then, like, they don't get an and guest. Because it's clearly someone they haven't been dating for very long. It's not that serious. Okay, so this kind of something similar happened to me where someone was coming. They were coming with a mm-hmm. guest, but he wasn't dating anyone. But we were, it was still someone old enough. It was, like, my husband's friend. And we were, he was invited with a guest. He's, like, an yeah. older guy. And, you know, that's up to him to either bring a guest or not bring a guest. But, like, he was, like casually dating people so I said to my husband I'm like I feel like he doesn't actually know who he's bringing and who the fuck knows what that means he's either not going to show up with someone or he's going to bring like a random person I want you to write him and get the girl's name so we could put it on the seating card yeah because that forced him to give us an answer turns out the guy didn't have anyone he was going to have a seat for her but she wasn't coming so I'm like I'm so glad we fucking called like he was so he was planning to ask someone at the last minute just like at anyone he was planning to ask someone, but turns out he couldn't get anyone. Okay. But he wasn't going to let us know that. So we were going to just go and pay for his date, and he well, was going rude. to show up. Right. So I, I'm so glad we, like, asked him for the name of the girl, because without my husband writing him and asking for the name, yeah. we would have ne- we would have just laid out money for her. But at least in that case, we were able to scratch that person off, and we didn't right. pay for her. Does Will just randomly show up places with Tinder girls? We need to know a little more about Will. Well, we also need to know about the other people being invited because I would say too, I think if it's someone who has a lot of people similar to their age that that are like also kind of single where they can kind of hang out in a group at the wedding, then they don't necessarily need to have a guest. But if it's someone who's maybe a little bit older who you think might feel awkward that everyone else kind of has a date and they just are supposed to show up by themselves and they don't have like kind of a a group to be with, then I think you give them a guest as well. But I think in this case, they're not asking for a guest protocol. She's saying in this specific case, her cousin Will brings Tinder girls everywhere and she doesn't want him bringing Tinder girls to his wedding. I'm getting the vibe that Will is kind of like, kooky life for the party and may just show up with the tinder girl like it's not like he's rsvp'ing this isn't like the other person who has rsvp issues mm-hmm. like will just loves tinder girls and shows Is will up getting an invitation that says and guest no it doesn't seem like it she doesn't want my cousin will to bring someone from tinder to my wedding well then i think if, she, if he's getting an invitation for just him it does not say and guest and he shows up with someone Kick them out. Once again, right. No, you have to kind of have an uncomfortable conversation of like, this random person was not invited. Like, who is this? Yeah, what but you're you... not going to do that on your wedding. So I, I think you have to ha- have advice. someone else have that conversation with him. 
I would say whip out the old laptop, pull up Microsoft Word. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> you can't tell everyone that advice. That's bad advice. I'm kidding. Write a letter. Print out a letter to Will and say, listen, Will, you can leave the Tinder girls at home. This is just for you and me. It's a party. I think if it's something where he shows up with someone, you have like the maid of honor or a bridesmaid yeah. go speak with him and be like, hey, like this person was not invited. What the heck? Um, and you just don't deal with it. But I think starting off, you send him an invitation that says, to Will. Maybe period. <laughs> maybe even just write, just Will. Like, literally write, just Will. To just Will and Will only. I don't think yeah. you can put that on an invitation, but... Maybe you should consider having a section in your invitation that says guest, no guest, and you can check off whether or not they have a guest. So then it's very clear. But then he would check off guest. No, you check it off for him. Oh, uh, that's, w- that's weird. I know it's weird. I don't know what to ha- what to tell this person. So good luck. I'm telling them you send the invitation as saying no plus one, just to Will. And then if he is so rude that he brings someone who was not invited to your wedding on the wedding day, you have a bridesmaid or someone speak to him and be like, dude, what the fuck? You can't just bring someone who's not invited to a wedding. And if you're close with your cousin, Will, maybe can't you just, like, in passing be like, hey, like, I really don't want you to bring someone from Tinder. Like, can't you just, like, I don't know. This is your cousin, Will. He's your cousin. Right. You you probably know him. Why don't you just tell him? That's my advice. Maybe tell him in passing casually. Like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for my wedding. Like, hey, I know you date on Tinder. (laughs) Like. Don't bring those girls, though. Something like that? Yeah, but if they're not close. Or, I don't know. Or maybe she feels like she has to give him a plus one because everyone else is getting, like, a plus one. I hope Will writes in. But we would love to hear Will's side of the story here to really see what's going on. The next one writes in and says, My cousin won't let me bring my Tinder girl to her wedding. Help. Wait, you're being serious? No. I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay, next one. My boss wants me to manage the intern at my company, but he never introduced me as the intern's boss. My intern asked me to help her get coffee the other day, so I think she thinks that I am under her. I asked her if she could meet with me this afternoon to discuss a few things, and she asked me to check her calendar. Worst of all, (laughs) and I may be looking into this a little too much, but she showed up with a coffee mug that says boss bitch, and it just rubs me the wrong way. Okay, well, we have to ignore the coffee mug. Freedom of coffee mug speech in the world. But I get what she's feeling. Like, that would get in my head, too, if I'm like, wait, this girl... Well, I guess I'm I'm just confused. (laughs) Like, does the intern think that her boss is this girl's boss? Hence why she's not really treating this girl... So it's, I think it's actually this girl's boss's, boss's fault for problem, not making yeah. it clear to the intern, like, hey, thanks for being our intern. You're going to be managed by so-and-so. And it's really yeah, just, your, and if that's maybe more of the case, then it's like your boss's fault for not addressing that. Or maybe it's your boss just like being lazy and not wanting to train this intern and deal with them. So they're having you do it without being clear about, okay, no, but this intern yeah, needs to listen at to the you. Va- to, for an intern to say like, yeah, check my calendar or like go get me coffee. <laughs> like there's definitely something, not everyone's on the same page here. Well, no, but didn't they both get coffee together? Wasn't it like a intern being like, hey, I'm going to grab coffee. She Will said you come how, help to help me? her get coffee. And then yeah, the girl said, I want to have a meeting with you. And the intern's like, yeah, check my calendar. That just seems like a weird thing. Oh, for see, I don't intern. think the calendar thing's that weird. Because it's like, okay, yeah, put it on my calendar when oh. I don't have another meeting. 
I feel like yeah. that's a normal response if someone's like, hey, I want to have a meeting with you. Regardless, like, okay. though, this intern should be clued in on who she reports to, who her boss is, who she should be respecting here. And you need to have a call with your with boss. your boss. Yes, And be I like, agree. listen. And, and you can say it in, like, a nice way and, and, like, in a professional way, just being like, hey, just wanted to check in. I think there might be some miscommunication about reporting structures of who... I'm calling the intern Sophie. I don't know why. Who Sophie is like reporting into. Um, just wanted to like touch base on that and, and see what they say. Also, I recommend coming in tomorrow in the office and bring a coffee mug that says even bigger boss bitch to really just like set the groundwork that like you are in charge. Sure. I think that that would really, that would probably put her in her place a little bit more. With the mug. Yeah. Mugs make a big statement. I guess they can. Yeah, but is it the right kind of statement? That's really the question. Oh my god, another fucking wedding question. Do you have to invite someone to your wedding if you went to theirs and you aren't that close? No, period. (laughs) Question over. Yeah, Yeah, no. And especially if it's several years. Yeah, and also everyone's weddings are like different styles. Like, yeah, you're saying you're not that close. So maybe you were invited to theirs because it was a bigger wedding. If you're having a smaller wedding, or even if you're not, like I... I'm a component of you don't have to invite anyone to your wedding you don't want to Yeah, invite. you don't have to invite anyone you don't want to. If you don't feel at this point in time that you were close with that person, then that's okay. Even if five years ago you were. I feel like everyone's like, yeah, but like, I, you know, 10 years ago in college, I was close with this. Like, okay, but like, you're not getting married in college. You're getting married right now. So right, how do you totally. feel right now? I will say though, for my a personal experience, there are two people that I didn't invite to my wedding that I made the judgment call that I wasn't close with them at that time. And even though right now I still am not close with them, I regret not inviting them. Like, I just feel like, really, I don't know. Yeah, like I, and like one of them is getting married and I know I'm not going to be invited to his wedding. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's their people that- But you're not close now either. So it's like, Yeah, I know, but they're close. But like, you know, if you're not close in the sense of like, you talk all the time, but you still like have such a, you have a good relationship with them though. And you think very fondly of them. And I'm like, why did I feel- feel like I I had room it's not like I was like these other people that had like issues with the venue like I had people I could have invited and I didn't and I felt and I feel like so maybe think it through why don't you want to invite this person to your wedding like is there a reason or do you think you'll regret it later but ultimately no just because they invited you doesn't mean you have to invite them yeah especially if there's a big time difference between the two as well totally and if it ever comes up or if it like gets awkward just say like oh we're having a smaller wedding they won't know if you're lying because they won't be there (laughs) so even if it's a big wedding it doesn't matter yeah and then she's gonna be like i (laughs) saw will bring his tinder date though and i didn't even get an invite (laughs) yeah i don't know it's just like it's your day you do what you want to do what you feel comfortable with you don't need to like justify it to anyone yeah so i mean this was our first stab at giving advice did you guys love it did you guys feel like you learned so much Probably. Which is not to say we think we have all the answers by any means, but we thought at least it could be entertaining conversations. Speak for yourself. I'm no life expert and no dating expert at that either. So, or wedding expert. But my friend's getting married in a few, or I guess in a month, I guess. And I had to ask one of the bridesmaids the wedding etiquette for like all the gifts. I'm like, okay, so I get a gift for the bridal shower and then I give cash for the wedding. Like, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. There's a lot of rules. So, guys... If you have any problems in your life and you want us to try to help you get through them, submit your advice. We want to try doing this again in the future. Let us know what you guys think. Submit your stories. And we hope to help a few more people next week. 
Okay, so that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, and submit a nice review if you feel so compelled to do so. Yes, and join our Facebook group. That's a group for the diehards. We do polls of things that you guys want to hear in the episode. We share news in real time. It's so much fun to chat with you guys, and the link to that will be in the episode description. Also, fun task for this week. We are going to do a cute little giveaway. Jackie and I are going to buy your coffee for today. If you, all you have to do is screenshot the episode right now, share it to your stories, tag She's All Batch so I can see it, and we're gonna choose someone at random and we're gonna Venmo you for your coffee. So if you want your coffee covered, go do a screenshot, go share it on Instagram, tag She's All Batch, and you may get your coffee covered by Jackie and me. Yeah, so, so get, get that, exp- that. I was like, so get that expensive coffee. Get that $9 latte that day. Yeah. So we'll cover it. Treat yourself. Go to Audrey's and yeah. we'll cover get it Get the there most too. dramatic mocha ever. Yeah, so let's see who's actually making it all the way to the end of the podcast. We're going to let this go for a couple of days, so it may not be the day that you're listening, obviously, guys, because not everyone listens the day it comes out, but we will contact the winner within a few days of the podcast being live. Mm-hmm. Okay, shout out of the week actually goes to someone that submitted a Bachelor Encounter earlier in this episode. This is going to Megan. She is the one that had the story about seeing Justin in Philly, and also she saw Becca in Sydney. She wrote and said, love your pod, by the way. I listen every Thursday when I'm working in between seeing patients. As you can imagine, the medical world plus mental health field has been really hard the past two years. Thank you for giving me some fun content. Thank you so much, Megan. I love that we're like keeping you entertained at work and it's something to maybe be an escape for you, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, no, that makes me so happy to hear. Sending you love, Megan. Thank you for doing what you're doing, girl. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Otherwise, follow us at She's All Batch and me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Anything else? I think that's it. Okay, see you guys next week. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>